You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. The kind of place we expect a ghost to like to wander around. Hey, we all know that we're going to die, baby. I'll help you. I'm something of a witch. Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your fantastic host, JC, and with me today, as per usual, is okay, Kiki. How you doing there, Kiki? Uh, I just had four gin and tonics. That's how I'm doing. So pretty freaking good. I needed all of them. It's weird because I was like, hey, I'm ready to start recording. And you're like, I'm feeding the kid. And I, I guess that means I'm making four gin and tonics. Oh, no, I drank those before <laughs> I fed the kid. I just hope he's okay. I don't remember what I gave him. Did you do the airplane thing to get food into his mouth? Because you probably went for the eye. He's way too old for that bullshit. <laughs> no, he's he's such a foodie. He's, oh my God, I've created a little monster. No, we don't do airplane. He's like, mother, I would like some spaghetti and meatballs, please. Where is my fork? <laughs> He's a he's a cutie. All right, enough of that. This is mission spooky. So let's talk about. Hey, it was scary. Issues. I mean, was it? It was scary the amount of alcohol that I just consumed, and I don't. I'm not even like look drunk. I drank not even two close. bottles of mead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that was still funny. I'm pretty sure I'm still drunk from that. <laughs> years later, ooh. years later, JC is still like, remember that time. Okay, so first of all, I just want to say, guys, gin and tonic, okay? The best drink ever. But you got to drink Hendrix, okay? And it, it tastes like cucumber. Very awesome. And you put a couple of slices of cucumber in it as well. And then you eat those cucumbers after they've been floating around in that gin for a while. Yeah. And right when I was in the middle of drinking my, my first double, and I get a little message from uh, Happy Hour Gets Weird. Great podcast, by the way please check them out. They're freaking hysterical. And they do these lovely drinks on Instagram. So I get a little message. What do you think the drink is? It is a cucumber dill gin fizz for one person. So if you go to their Instagram right now and you look up happy hour gets weird, please follow them if you like mixed drinks at all. And because they have a ton of really cool ones that I've not been familiar with. And this one in particular uses the egg white to get that nice fizzy frothiness on the top by the way the pictures are also amazing so uh, i mean I, I, we know we plugged happy hour gets weird before but it was just really funny that she was making a gin fizz at the same time that i was drinking gin so i just wanted to share that with you guys good sharing i'm glad you brought that to school today I did, speaking of schools hey they're trying to reopen them <laughs> i hate this country <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's all. That's all on that. <laughs> You're like that's 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 I've all I never all I got. supported homeschooling more than I do right now. But uh, yeah, 
Uh, remember the good old days when we didn't have plagues that could kill thousands of children and care that they were sending them to school to spread said plague to kill thousands of more children? Me too. The good old days. Two years ago. Yeah, right? Welcome to America! Fuck yeah! So Kiki. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking at, and I don't want to announce it yet, but I'm looking at where we're going to be talking about. Yeah. And there's, there's food involved, okay? Oh, I, I know there is. So I think we should just talk menu a little bit. I already have, wait, hold on. Come on, no, man. This, you know this me. No, this has to go into this. I, I talk, I, I talk menu. Wait, why is this trying to, I don't even have a printer. Why are you trying to print? See, that's the kind of stuff that I get to decide if it stays in or goes. And I'm sorry, but that's pretty damn funny. I hate when your computer's like, yeah, sure, you want to print this thing. And you're like, no, 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 no printing, no. And then it's like, no, but yeah, you should. You should totally print this menu, like, right now. I don't, like I said, I don't even have a printer set up. This is going to be very difficult for you to do, computer. <laughs> computer, no. I feel like the computer should know that. You know, like, oh, there's no external device hooked to me. I should probably stop doing this. It should? Come on, Microsoft. Get on this shit. So I actually have three things in particular that I was going to mention about the menu. Okay. Was one of those the peach and blueberry jar, which is an oatmeal crumble vanilla ice cream as a dessert? Because, mmm, I'll eat that all day. I skipped that one for something else that was on the menu that I thought sounded better at the time. Was it in the dessert menu? So what's your what's your top appetizer? Like, do <sighs> you, you have a top app, a top entree, and a top dessert? I do. I was going to mention all three of those things. Oh my god. So, okay, so... In the very next segment. <laughs> what's your what's your top dessert? Uh, so, my top dessert, I was going to go with the sundae. That does look good. Simply because it has a chocolate brownie in it and also fresh roasted peanuts. And they got me kind of like the fresh roasted peanut. I was like, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I you know, I used to do that at one of the jobs I worked at. You you want to read the, the full description of what the, the Sunday is? I wasn't going to read the whole description, so go right ahead. It's vanilla and chocolate ice cream with chocolate brownie and toasted peanuts. And it's $12. Yeah. Which I think is reasonably priced for what it seems to be. Dessert, I will always pay that extra couple for. Because it's like, this is pure just entertainment value. Yeah, I'll pay. Whatever. I don't care. Okay, I will say this. That Sunday breaks one of my personal rules about pricing desserts. And that is that I usually don't buy anything that's over $8. Well, then you better not get dessert from this place because everything yeah. is $10 or higher. I'll say this. Um, I think that the upkeep on this particular restaurant, because it, well, it is what it is, and you'll find out in a minute, things are going to be a little bit more expensive because I feel like you're putting money towards the upkeep of this particular restaurant. And when we tell you what it is, you will probably agree. So yeah. the extra few dollars that you're paying for an appetizer or a, anything really on this menu, the overhead to keep this particular thing going is very very expensive so it's not a place that you're going to go to every month you know but i'm willing i was going to say i'm willing to break my personal rule about the eight dollar menu for dessert just for this place because i feel like the extra few dollars are going into something that is historic and that makes me happy yeah so what's your uh let's move on to apps what's your, what's your top app uh the grilled spanish octopus grilled spanish octopus 
Now that is a herb marinade. Potatoes, Greek olives, peppers, and chipotle aloe? I can't say things. At $18. Which yeah. is, I think, once again, okay price. Like, aloe. I'm sorry, Aloui? hold on. Is that is that how you say it? Did or did are you oh. mocking me? <laughs> That's She's mocking it. me. I hate I hate everything. How do you say it? I'm not good with words. Ioli, honey. Ioli. Ioli. But there's an A. I know. It's confused. It's confused. I hate silent letters. This is why English is one of the worst. <laughs> so <clears throat> for me, I would prefer the I'm kinda torn. It's so tough. Let me think. One moment. This is how I am at restaurants, too. It's really obnoxious and annoying. Uh, I get it from my mom, who's also really bad with deciding stuff. If I was picking an app here, I would probably go with the crispy calamari. I'm going to go with that, which is uh, hot pepper rings. I've been trying to eat more spicy. I'm very uh, dutchy. So it's like, oh, you put ranch on it? That's an exotic seasoning. Because uh, <laughs> usually Dutch are just like, ah, oh, cook it in butter, salt, pepper. There you go. Don't you know? But it's hot pepper rings, capers, green olives, spicy tomato, and something else. But if I say it, Kiki's just going to make fun of me again. It's Romalade. 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 It's, it's French. Romalade. I hate French. You know what? So romalade is mayonnaise, herbs, usually a little bit of pickle, juice, caper, all blitzed together. Sometimes I've I've seen people put a little bit of sriracha in there for the extra kick. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's really it's really good. I say crab crab cake, fish fillet, shrimp. That's mostly what I use it for. And then the fried dill pickles is really really good. Ooh, I do like me some fried pickles. Okay, how about entree? What's your? We've just what's become your... a complete food route. Uh, this is great. I love it. So I would go with the blackened fresh catch of the day. I like that idea of just like what? What are you gonna give me? Mm-hmm. And the truffle fries on the side. Oh, okay. So the blackened catch of the day. Just because I have the menu in front of me, it's uh, whatever the catch of the day is with mushroom cheddar grits, sautéed spinach, and habanero barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. at 33 dollars yeah which i mean pretty good pretty good i like it me personally and i'm gonna get made fun of because there are a few words here crispy skin atlantic salmon pharaoh mm. pilaf 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 pea puree yeah you got dill, it. citrus pickled red onions and curry aioli aioli uh, yeah, and I would have that probably with the mac and cheese because I'm a small child. And uh, that is Runzia $32. I'm also interested, and just because I've never had swordfish before, I'd be interested in the sword, swordfish surf and turf, mm. which is beef short ribs, potato scallion, cake, seared asparagus, and pink peppercorn for $37. Yeah. That also looks delightful. Swordfish is such a meaty fish. I love it. It's it's awesome. For anybody who's kind of like learning about foodie stuff, aioli is a sauce made with garlic, salt, and olive oil. And it comes from the combination of the words garlic and oil in Catalan or Valencian. 
So interesting. Yeah. So it's a Mediterranean thing. Get rid of it. We don't need the word anymore. Let's get rid of it. You like whip the crap out of it and it gets this lovely texture. So yeah, I'm going to whip the crap out of it. That's your base. And then you can add like whatever you want to it. So in their case, what was that one? Curry. Right. So they've added some curry flavor to it. And that's amazing. That's really good. I've had something similar to that. Nice, nice. And then you all know what I would have eaten for dessert, which means that when I when I redo this in a few minutes, I'm going to have to tell you about other things on the menu. And I have a backup for each one. So yeah, I'm ready. Why can't this just be the segment? Because I wrote it. And once it's written, I don't go off point when I've written the episode. <laughs> well, you guys haven't figured that out by now. This is like episode 32. I've, I've definitely gotten you off point like seven times. I'm sure of it. And then I had to come back around, which is why everything's written down. So we never lose sight of the ending and where we're going. I am, I am the map. At this restaurant, having a good navigational skill would be beneficial just in case. Yes, yes, it would. So we're going to break for sponsor here now that we've talked about all kinds of food. And I haven't eaten dinner yet. Ah, oh, neither have I. So I'm freaking starving. Okay. And our promo this week is from Scry Podcast. Scry serves as your audio medium into the realms of darkness and shadow, featuring stories submitted by users and collected elsewhere. And absolutely love this podcast. It's great if you just want to tune in and hear a couple of scary stories once in a while. Definitely suggest going and liking their Facebook page. And I know they're on Twitter because I follow them on there. And, you know, then like and subscribe elsewhere, wherever you listen to your podcast. When we get back, we'll be setting sail on the Moshulu. Welcome to Scry, a podcast that journeys beyond the veil that separates our realm from that of the shadows. With this horrific grin on her face and then started twisting her head. Scry features true tales of ghosts, demons, and dark entities as shared by those who experience them. Next to her was the reflection of someone else. With tensions heightened through an eerie score and atmosphere building sound effects. You are not supposed to see me. Stare into the obsidian mirror at scrypod.com. Or subscribe to Scry through your favorite podcast app. All right. So I wanted to mention something because we are talking about the Moshulu today, which is a tall ship. Some of you may be fans of tall ships. There's not a whole lot of them left in the world that are still functioning. But one in particular caught my eye when I was doing some research for the Moshulu. And it's called the Bark Europa. And... Due to the coronavirus outbreak, it was stranded in the southernmost point of Argentina. And that was back in March. And so when they realized that all of the ports around the world were going to be in lockdown, uh, her captain and crew decided to stock up on supplies and sailed over 10,000 nautical miles, 81 days at sea, nonstop until they made it back home to the Netherlands. It's maybe something that we never considered is that there was a lot of people like this that had vessels that were just kind of stuck out in the ocean because everything was closed and they had to stock up as quickly as they could and just hope for the best so yeah so thank goodness bark europa made it back to its home port in the netherlands good job and uh look that up because there's some great articles about it and i believe they even did a youtube video about it on like at their uh youtube site for bark europa which is b-a-r-k and then e-u-r-o-p-a 
And like I said, I thought I'd mention it because today we're going to be talking about the Moshulu, which is currently a floating restaurant located at Penn's Landing. And it has a top-notch menu featuring such tasty delights as all the things that I already talked about. So I will say that my second thing would be the lamb meatballs because mm, who doesn't love lamb, right? That does look good. And that was one of my contenders for appetizers as well yeah and then i failed to mention that there is soup and salad and that's a tough tough call because they've got a lobster bisque yeah i would just go with the lobster bisque but i'm also kind of a fiend for an heirloom tomato salad and they've paired that with watermelon feta cheese garlic parmesan crostini aged balsamic micro basil Mm, yeah and i like the fact that that's 15 dollars, but you can add grilled chicken for seven more and just make an entire meal out of it so a yum okay i'll allow it you're wrong for not going with the lobster bisque oh no i i would do lobster bisque and then make the heirloom tomato salad a meal by adding the chicken to it so soup and salad done oh you would do both god yeah Okay, okay. Yeah. If I was going to do another entree, it would be the seafood Louis salad because that's lobster, shrimp, crab, egg, bacon, tomato, cucumber, Louis sauce. Mmm, lovely. We already talked about the truffle fries. You know, I can make vanilla bean creme brulee like with my eyes closed. I can also do the chocolate mousse cake. I, I, I've been doing it for so many years. It's like whatever. Look, I've been doing so many things for so many years. Doing it with your eyes closed is still... Are you going start to finish eyes closed? Or what? Are all the ingredients near you? Do you have to gather them from your living quarters? What are the parameters? I still doubt it. I still doubt it. I swear that once the YouTube channel really takes off, I'm going to fucking blindfold myself and make vanilla brain creme brulee with my eyes closed. Yeah. Well, that's blindfolded, not closed. Well, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like with with like no sight. No, nothing. It's going to be funny. I doubt it. I might burn the shit out of myself, but I'll still be able to tell the texture (laughs) on the back of a spoon to know when it's done and ready to go in those ramekins. Hell yeah. So I would probably choose the I see you tripping over something. Uh, My kid or the dog. probably. Yeah. Yeah, see, these are these are things I don't feel like you added into the equation. Okay, seasonal sorbet. That's where I'm going because I kind of don't like making sorbet. It's kind of a pain in the ass. I mean, that's fair. I I do like going to restaurants for things that I don't like want to make because it's too much work, which is why I go to restaurants for everything because I'm lazy. <laughs> anyway, so long before it had this wonderful menu that we've been talking about so much that now I'm really, really hungry. It has the distinction of being the oldest and largest square rigged sailing vessel still afloat. And right now she is the world's only restaurant venue on a tall ship. So that's pretty freaking cool. And we got that right here in Philly. Little bit of history about the Moshulu before we get into the haunted parts. And actually, and in most cases, the history sort of is why she's haunted. Like some bad things have happened to this portion. So she's built by William Hamilton and Company in the port of Glasgow, Scotland in 1904. Wait, Hamilton? Oh, crap. Like Hamilton? Like the guy, the founding father who there's a wonderful play of? No. No, not that Hamilton? No. Okay. I just want to, you know, make sure that it's not that Hamilton. Because that Hamilton slaps slaps like a motherfucker oh love that musical i now have no interest in ever watching it between you talking about it <laughs> my two sisters won't shut up about it um i'm done put a fork in me i'm finished 
I mean, just watch it. No. Join us. No. Join us, Kiki. Join us. No. The punk the punk in me is like, no, not going to do it because it's popular. I don't want to have anything to do with it. No. It's going to be fringe. Oh, that's such a terrible <laughs> life concept. Oh, I can't. Just for certain things like this. I get you're joking, but that there's, I can never be that person that's like, something's popular. I refuse. I think that sometimes there's reasons why things are popular. It's just good fucking shit, you know? Hamilton's really good. It's one of the best musicals I've ever seen, and I'm not a huge musical junkie, but I've seen my fair share. It's good. I definitely recommend it to everyone. Yep, moving on with the rest of our life. Um... (laughs) Never. (laughs) So it was built by not Hamilton from the fucking Hamilton (laughs) musical. In the port of Glasgow, Scotland, in 1904, well after Hamilton the musical took place, by the way. Oh, yeah, that would have been back in, like, the 1700s. Definitely not the same guy. Wonder if they're related, though. Who knows? So, for a shipping company located in Hamburg, Germany. So, she was originally bought or built as a shipping vessel. And then she was known as the state-of-the-art four-masted bark, the Kurt, K-U-R-T. Oh, that's a nice name. I like that. Yeah, it kind of means like brave counselor, I think, something to that effect. Beyond her reputation for being a haunted vessel, the Moshulu has an amazing history that most people who step foot on her don't even know about. Wait, wait. What? Let me let me think. Does it have to deal with Nazis? Well, no. Mm, I saw Nazis when I quick wikied it. Oh gosh, really? Like that's the only thing you keyed on? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> it's not even the most important part about it. Okay, so she weighs in at three thousand one hundred and sixteen tons, and was considered an enormous vessel for the time that she was built. I mean, it is a big boat. Yeah. She worked as a cargo ship until World War One, when she was confiscated by the United States and pressed into service for the U.S. And that's when she was renamed the Moshulu by Mrs. Woodrow Wilson. And Moshulu is the Seneca word for one who fears nothing or just fearless. That's what I thought oh, was that's nice. pretty. She was dedicating the ship to the Seneca tribe here in the U.S., which I thought was very nice. Nice. After the war, she continued her service as a cargo vessel, shipping lumber and grain. And it was during her time in grain shipping that she not only became known for being one of the largest square riggers still sailing the ocean waters but also the fastest in fact she sailed around cape horn 54 times in total and uh, that's that that's kind of important as far as just how long it takes usually for things to get around that way but she was so freaking quick i also learned something pretty cool during this which is that there's something called the great grain race which was from Australia to England. And she represented her owners in 1939 for that race and actually won it. That's how fast the ship is. Unfortunately, just about a year later, she was seized by the Germans in Norway during World War II. And that is where you were probably saw the yes, Nazi occupation of Norway is when they seized the vessel. And they reconstructed it into a barge. They stripped her main masts and spars, and she was just a barge. It was really terrible. But 30 years later, she found herself in Philadelphia, undergoing restoration back to her former glory. 
1975, she became a floating restaurant. In 1989, and I remember this because I was old enough to remember, she was almost completely destroyed by a fire. It took $11 million to restore this ship. Wow. Yeah. That is that is $11 million more than <laughs> I have. So, wow. And then she reopened again in 1996 after a complete restoration and continued to serve as a restaurant. Wait, in what year? 1996. Oh, okay. So how long was she out? That was like five years? Yeah, so it was 89 to 96 was the oh, that's restoration years. Okay. years. Yeah, yeah. but $11 million worth of restoration. Oi. Yeah, that's that's a pretty penny. I mean, it's a nice looking boat. I was looking at pictures. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. That's why I say, like, I don't mind spending extra money to eat there because it takes a lot of money to keep her afloat. And it's historical. She's also a museum in a way, too. So, yeah, some really cool history there if you want to go eat there and learn a thing or two as well. Oh, I hate learning. Oh, yeah. No, that's not true. I know that's not true for you. Shut your face hole. You love learning. That's why we're doing this podcast. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair. Uh, you're a nerd for spooky historical crap and cryptids. Mainly cryptid. I mean, I know yeah. mainly cryptids. Yes, I, know. <laughs> I just feel like no one loves cryptids anymore and I got to show them all the love. But yeah, well, continue. Uh, no, I, man, and I, I meant to write this down. At the time, I didn't think it was really that important to the story but the boat has changed hands a few times and if i remember correctly one of the companies that had previously owned her was through campbell soup company and that makes me think that's why uh the the restoration took place i i want to say that she was involved with the campbell soup company during maybe that year because i think somebody else bought her after 96 so that could explain why you know they had some of the money was put back into uh, saving her because i mean after oh after the nazis had completely gutted well kind of say gutted but you know taking out the masks and everything like all the masks and sails and everything had to be restored as well and i think that that was in the netherlands that that stuff came from so anyway so a long and storied history for a gorgeous vessel but as with any vessel that served during war the moshulu saw her fair share of deaths 30 in total 28 at sea and three more in recent history yeah uh, yeah and some of those folks apparently don't want to leave i mean it is a nice restaurant <laughs> i love this boat i don't want to leave her i tried to find some information on exactly where these 28 folks came from i think the 28 is over time i couldn't for whatever reason they didn't want to lock down a number but i know that she usually had a complement of like 35 to 33 crew members at any given time so i, I don't think that everyone died at once it was probably over the course of like her entire existence she's had about 28 people perish on board most most likely just even accidents as well yeah the most famous ghost on the ship though is called the lantern ghost there are 52 lanterns in total. These are usually on dining tables inside the restaurant. Each night at closing, everybody goes and extinguishes each of the lanterns at their tables that they were in charge of, right? Uh -huh. And especially because of this devastating fire that happened, they really double check everything. Just well, let's not do that again. I'd like to think that there's like one of those days since last fire 
You're right. Yeah, they have a little sign up. Zero days. Could you imagine like the whole place is burning down and somebody just wipes away the 7,000 whatever and puts a zero? <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> uh, however, workers will return in the morning and find candles still burning. Workers have reported that they'll hear noises and then watch the lanterns actually relight themselves right in front of them. Ooh. Somebody definitely wants to burn the place down. It wants to burn it down again, you know? Well, then I was thinking, oh my gosh, what if like that's how the fire I burnt this boat down once. Son of a bitch. Because I, I meant to like look that up and find out like what happened, what started the fire. <laughs> I was like, after I read that a few times, I'm like, wait a minute, wait, what shit? Well, Kiki, I can say I didn't start the fire. Uh, get it it's like was it billy I, joel maybe possibly i don't want to throw names here but maybe so anyway to answer that question though it turns out that the fire was apparently started by a bare light bulb that ignited some paper products that were in the storage area well that's not nearly as fun but still make damn sure i always tell people if you don't have a cover over a light those things get really freaking hot it doesn't take very much to ignite something that's right by it so there you go lesson learned right i mean they did learn a lesson that's that's the important part <laughs> they learned an 11 million dollar lesson you know what i don't think i need to learn a lesson that that expensive no there's also a whispering ghost another one of these ghost encounters where you can't really hear what they're saying it's like this unintelligible murmur type thing that happens where you just want to listen a little bit closer and you think you can just start to make out a few words and then nope nothing and then this one i think is sort of the same haunting type thing they'll say they hear hysterical laughter sometime like someone is just laughing 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 and there's also been a sighting of a woman on board now that one's probably I, I don't know i feel like that's i mentioned it last because i don't i'm not really sure if that's an actual thing or people are just sort of making some stuff up to add a little bit of flair to it to be fair though they do see at least one woman on board every time a woman goes on board <laughs> so are they really lying? I will say this, that apparently a psychic had come on board and claimed that the most dominant ghost on the vessel was the spirit of a woman. So that then there becomes these two ideas of where this might have come from. Some people speculate that she's the wife of a, one of the sea captains. And then my favorite... <laughs> is that she's a female sailor who pretended to be a man so she could go pursue adventure. Oh, okay. That sounds great, but since I have absolutely no evidence of either one of those things happening... Well, then you just choose whatever one you want. It's, yeah, it's like choose your own adventure on that one, guys. Most most of us, I think, think the woman searching for adventure is a lot of fun. I mean, it's the one I said, oh, whoa. Right. See, that's that's what everybody says. They're like, oh, that's really cool. I love that idea. So you know what? Let's just stick with it. That's perfectly fine. Unfortunately, we do know exactly where the last three deaths came from on the Mokshulu. And I also remember this very, very well. It was it was really, really sad. And we're marking just about the 20th anniversary of this happening, which was the collapse of Pier 34. I don't know. It was in 2000. So I don't know how old you were, Jason. Uh, I would have been 10. Okay. So this was not exactly in the restaurant at all. 
by the way, Moshulu has actually moved from Pier 34. There was a bar that was attached to the pier, and that bar was then sort of attached to the ballroom dancing area of the Moshulu restaurant. The bar was called Heat, and I don't know exactly what happened, but it was obviously poor manufacturer of the bar and this particular area of the bar on the pier itself because it was constructed by the bar heat and it completely collapsed there were thousands of people that were just dumped right into the water oh wow and then the tarp over top of it it was like they built decking out into the river and then just put like a temporary tent over top of it almost and then had this bar there and it, it was no way that it could hold that many people. And unfortunately, three people died. That is very sad. And so some people will say, well, we know that they didn't actually occur on the boat itself, but it was right there. It's so close to this tragedy happening. It's the outdoor ballroom part of the pier was technically owned by the restaurant. So you don't know, you know, and I know that there were at least actually, I think all three people were women who died so it is interesting to think about that and then have someone come in there and say oh this woman does sort of like hang out at the ship it makes you wonder if she if that her last night was enjoying a nice meal at the ship going to this little bar outside afterwards and then unfortunately getting killed with two other people so i don't know might be a residual type thing she doesn't want to leave because she was having a good time yeah i could see it I mean, I don't like it, but I can see it. I mean, I, I, and I should say, I don't like it because, you know, somebody had to die and that's very unfortunate. It could actually be two different things. Like the, the woman could be an older story, but maybe the hysterical laughter that sounds sometimes like a woman could be this other person. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You could have multiple female haunters. You oh, know. <laughs> we like to haunt everything. Everything, everyone. That's that's our motto. That is the Moshulu. And now I just want to go eat there. Oh, so badly. I mean, to be fair, I think we're both just really hungry. Alrighty, so our musical guest today is Lavender Sunday, and they are from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And an experimentation-type project, sort of by Braden Nichols. And they're sort of a neo-psychedelica type sound to them. For me, as soon as I started listening to this, I said, you remind me, oddly enough, of a cross between like Love and Rockets and Lush, the, ba the band Lush. If anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, they're an all-girl band from uh, like the early 90s. Yeah, like really cool sound. We're going to be actually featuring a few songs from, from them coming up in the future but today it's going to be a song called on the outside and when we get back we'll do spooky squad news and any shout outs
All right, guys, welcome back. I kind of blew my wad on shout outs. I mean, earlier in this episode. I want to, as always, just always, always, always shout out myself. For I'm an amazing human being. And I deserve all the praise and wonder and and just congratulations that I get. And I probably deserve way more than what I But I'm so humble, I don't go around asking, you know? So I would just like to shout myself out. Yeah. Well, all right. Oh, I did watch a show they put on Netflix called Alone. They take 10 people and they put them in a place that's difficult to survive. And they spread them out so you're just by yourself. And the last one wins $500,000. And in this past season, they went for 77 days living near the Arctic. And it's not just like random people. These are trained, quote unquote, survival experts. But I have a funny story about the first guy that tapped out. They do actually kick people out for medical reasons because they do weekly checkups. Uh-huh. So if your body weight goes too low, hey, for medical reasons, you're out, buddy. You have to be surviving sufficiently in this environment to continue and to win. But this first guy, he was, oh, I'm a big game hunter and I'm going to go get me a moose and this and that. and Which is fine. That was the strategy for quite a few of them. And other ones have experience hunting big game. He was like, yeah, some of the other people here... They're all into like the tree spirits and and nature and stuff like that. So as he's about to cut down a tree, he kind of mockingly like, can I cut you down? Like type deal stuff. And do you want to know what happened? Of course I do. He ended up tripping and (laughs) breaking his probably ankle. And that was on day four. (laughs) I mean, the guy seemed real sweet. I just thought, those goddamn nature spirits, you know they got them. (laughs) That was some puck wedgie shit right there, man. Uh, Netflix has season six, I believe, which they filmed, or well, they filmed in 2018 and released in 2019. I definitely want to check out the other seasons. I'm going to be honest, for it being technically a game show, I got very emotional when the winner won because you're not just out in the wild for however long. You have no contact with anyone other than the medical team and they don't talk to you other than like medical stuff. And that's once a week. It obviously pushes people very much into their to their limits. There was one guy who was big military and his structure was freaking fantastic and he had a good food set up and this and that. And he tapped out day 30 because he missed his family. The mental capacity of being there and surviving is, I think, worse than the physical. Yeah, it, it was a good show. I recommend it to anyone's uh, survival shows. That's cool. Lately, whenever I hear about survival shows, I just automatically think about my mom has this absolute hatred of Naked and Afraid. That's not a good show. It's just so funny. Like She gets really passionately angry about it. This is just stupid. It is. Why are these people naked out here? They just want to be exhibitionists. It's the only reason that they're out there is because they, they just they just want to be naked. Just go join a nudist colony. Yeah, it's amazing what makes a uh, 70-something angry these days. Well, naked and afraid, it's interesting because essentially it's like, 
how long can you survive and how well can you do with literally nothing? But most of the time, what those people do is they build some kind of clothing. They build clothing. <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah. They produce clothing. Sometimes it go. is a building. Oh, it, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and you're like, but, thank um, you for building clothing because I'm tired of looking at your dumb ass. Like, literally. <laughs> yeah. I'm cold. What do? Put layers on. What do? Yeah, what do you, you know? It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, I'm a funny guy. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Why do I have to fuck you? are funny. Why, what why the you fuck, dude? So... All right, that's uh, it. Get the hell out of my studio. <laughs> the only thing that I have to shout out is ourselves. Pod of Holding is going to be slightly different. JC is going to be jumping in and out of that one. I have some really cool interviews uh, lined up. So we're going to take a it's like a different dance on that and just have a lot of really cool and interesting people come on and talk about what they're doing and also what they love and it's still totally going to be geeky and nerdy and that's always been the objective the only thing that's going to change is we're going to have a lot of different cool people come on and talk about things all right follow us on all the things twitter spotify instagram we have a patreon go like us on facebook go rate and review us on itunes Podchaser. Because honestly, that means a lot more to us than you joining Patreon. Sponsors don't look at our Patreon account. They look at you guys following us, actually. So if we're going to make bank, it's going to be because you guys just like and follow us. That's it. And get your friends to like and follow. That's it. That's all you got to do, man. It's that simple. Uh, but anyway, we do have a Patreon. and <laughs> One single dollar gets you our undying gratitude. But also the booper reels, which... I think there's five of them up there now. Good, good stuff. Stuff all... is good. And movie reviews, kind of. Yeah, we're like, yeah, movie reviews, sort of, kind of. There's one right now. Technically, we record it, too. Kiki just needs to do her goddamn job. <laughs> Kiki needs wants to quit her other job and just do this full-time, so, yeah. I mean, I emotionally support you doing <laughs> nice You're... and you guys can reach us at mission spooky podcast all one word at gmail.com with any questions or honestly we you know we're already thinking about october so if you guys have any personal ghost stories for any of the places that we've already talked about we would love to have enough of that to do an episode of listener stories just for the month of october for Halloween. That would be a lot of fun for us to do. I would also say, even if it's a place we haven't talked about, and you just want to tell us your ghost stories, especially if you're, like, in the area of PA, I would just love to hear some local ghost stories. Yeah, because it might be on the list for us to talk about in the future anyway, so... Yeah, just, just tell us your stuff, or else. <laughs> on that note, taking us out tonight is lavender sunday with their song on the outside which i highly suggest if you like it go ahead and purchase it Bandcamp has their covid fridays where every once in a while you'll be able to purchase things from bands that you really enjoy and all the money goes directly to them instead of Bandcamp taking a cut well that's nice yeah they've been doing that during covid so you'll see that mission spooky does support as many of our bands as we possibly can with the, with the very little money that we get from this podcast. <laughs> 
it just goes right back into supporting the artists who we in turn are trying to get you guys interested in because Kiki loves music. So this is why this is happening. Well, well, both of us love music. I just. Yeah, but you only listen to Hamilton. So fuck you. Well, I've only <laughs> been listening to Hamilton <laughs> the last two weeks. I do listen to other stuff. <laughs> It's like all you've talked about for two weeks is great. To be fair, it's really funny just because it annoys you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, me too. It's okay. Anyway, this again is Lavender Sunday on the outside. Please go check them out. And as always, stay spooky and don't die. But if you do, contact us. Via, if you could, please reach out, contact us. With your nautical flag, we would appreciate it. Thank you. 